today we are going to be in Genesis chapter 9. Uh, if you want, uh, you can follow along. Uh, today's uh, message is entitled Cover and Honor. Cover and Honor. And uh, we're going to be reading about Noah today. This is the last account that we have of Noah uh, before they start going into genealogies and things like that. Uh, and so uh, this is a very pretty bizarre story. You know, by, you know, the Bible has quite a few of those interesting stories where you look, you're like, what happened? <laughs> what was that? And this is one of them. So, um, um, but before we get into the text, um, I just want to um, put into, pro- uh, uh, into a proper perspective of Noah, um, you know, um, I think that'll come in handy. So Noah, as we know, was a man of faith. He was a man uh, who, who was obedient to God and ended up saving his entire family because of it. Uh, you know, he shared the good news of salvation to everyone that he could, and everybody who would listen would end up in the boat and would be saved. Because at this point, it had never rained before, ever, uh, in the existence of the earth at this point. And so uh, I could understand why people thought he was crazy, but uh, he trusted God. He believed that he heard God, and he was going to do what God told him to do. He trusted God when nobody else did, and he had faith when everybody else doubted. Noah, no doubt, was a man of God. And I'm sure anybody in his family They may have thought he might have been crazy. They may have thought, man, I don't know about this guy. You know, I don't know. But by the time that rain started coming down and by the time that they were, they couldn't see anything but water, I'm sure they're saying, whoa, oh my gosh, this dude wasn't lying. He ain't crazy at all, man. It literally rained or whatever. Maybe they came up with that word then. I don't know. Uh, But at this point, if they didn't respect him before, they respected him now. They knew that he was a man of God, that he heard from God, and that he was the clear-cut leader in that boat. And not only in that boat, but whenever they landed, he was the leader of that new nation. He was the guy. He was the dude. So, um, but here in Genesis 9, understanding that, um, Noah was also a human. He was a man. And as we know, man as, you know, as, as humans, we are not perfect and we make mistakes. And, um, you know, um, um, we're going to read here in Genesis chapter 9. Uh, yesterday, uh, I got home around 4 o'clock and I took a shower. And um, as I got out the shower, I did something that I always do. And Melinda knows I do this all the time. And, you know, uh, every, almost every time I go to take a shower, I forget to put a towel next to the shower, always. And uh, I mean, every single time, you know, I can remember a lot of things, but for some reason I can never remember to put a towel next. And so I open up this thing and as soon as I open it, I go, oh my gosh. And then I go, babe, babe, I forgot a towel. Yesterday I opened it and immediately I forgot, but I looked down and there was a nicely folded, perfect towel sitting on the toilet. On the toilet, that's because it's the closest thing to uh, the shower. And it just made me smile, you know, it just made me smile. And it, made, and, it, you know, and, it, and it reminded me of, you know, the fact that, you know, I have gaps. 
you know, I have areas of my life that I'm not good at. There are things that I'm strong at. Uh, I'm very good at that. God created me to be good at. And there are other areas that I have gaps. And, you know, here in this room, we have years of ministry experience that is just amazing. We have leadership experience here in this room that is, that, you know, that just adds up. You know, the, you know, the amount of leadership and respect that is here in this room is great. But with all that being said, every one of us have gaps. And Noah had one as well. And so we're going to go ahead, we're going to pick up here in verse 20. So Genesis chapter 9, verse 20 starts out by saying, Noah began to be a man of the soil. So they have already landed. The flood is gone. They're on land. He began to be a man of the soil and he planted a vineyard. And I'm sure that that wasn't the only thing he planted. Uh, I'm sure he planted a lot of things, but here he planted a vineyard. Verse 21, and he drank of the wine and became drunk and laid uncovered in his tent. That word uncovered means that he was butt naked. So he was naked. He drank so much, he ended up naked in his tent. Verse 22, and Ham, who was his youngest son, I just want to stop here for a second. Who names their son Ham? Like, where does that name come from? I I thought that was interesting, you know. Hey, anyways. Uh, So Ham, the father of Canaan, saw the nakedness of his father and told his two brothers outside. Verse 23, then Sham and Japheth took a garment, laid it on both their shoulders, walked backwards, and covered the nakedness of their father. Their faces were turned backward, and they did not see their father's nakedness. Verse 24, when, when Noah awoke from his wine and knew what his youngest son had done to him, he said, cursed be Canaan. Not Ham, cursed be Canaan, a servant of servants. Shall he be to his brothers? And he also said, blessed be the Lord, be the Lord, the God of Shem, and let Canaan be his servant. May God enlarge Japheth and let him dwell in the tents of Shem, and let Canaan be his servant. Interesting stuff here. So, um, Noah drinks of, he, he drinks some wine. I'm sure that this was normal. Uh, maybe he knew he was drinking too much. Maybe he didn't. I don't know. But he drank a little too much wine. He ended up getting drunk. And he finds himself in his tent, drinks so much that he ends up naked. Now, this is when it gets weird. His youngest son, Ham, goes into the tent uh, knowing what he's doing, invading his privacy, goes in, looks at his father, and finds it funny you know, finds it amusing. You know, I'm just imagining what it would be today. I imagine him taking out his iPhone and taking a picture, taking a selfie and being like, (laughs) you know, and going, going to show his brothers, yo, check this out. Yo, check what, you know, check what dad did. And he goes to tell his brothers exposing his dad. But then I love what his brothers did here. His brothers, then what they did, they said, nah, man, that's not funny. They went and they took a cloth and they put it on their shoulders. They wanted to make sure that they weren't holding it. They put it on their shoulders intently. And they turned their, and, and they turned their backs and they walked backwards into the tent. And they made sure that their faces were looking the other way as they did it. And they covered their father who laid naked and uncovered. They were covering up their father. They were trying to, uh, to protect him. And they, in, in doing so, they were honoring their dad. 
Verse 24 says that, he, that Noah ended up waking up and it says that he knew what happened. I don't know if he was still kind of conscious or maybe his brothers, or I'm sorry, his sons told him what happened. Maybe other people knew. However, he knew what had happened. And the Bible says that he cursed his grandson of Ham. He cursed Ham's youngest son, Canaan, which was really interesting. Um, not sure why he did it, but he did. And he said that, he, that, that his son Canaan would become a servant of servants. So I did a study on that word. And the servant of servants can be paralleled with king of kings and lord of lords. King of kings meaning that Jesus being the greatest of all kings and the greatest of all lords, that he is the greatest. And the same thing being said about Canaan, that he would be the lowest of servants. He would be a servant of servants. He would be the lowest. And not only would he be the lowest, but he would serve his brothers. He would become a servant to his brothers and not just to his brothers, but also his dad's brothers, his uncles. And he would become a servant to his family. Man, that is a serious curse that he went on. But then he goes to his he, he begins to, which I believe this is a prophecy. He, he, he's, he's being prophetic here and he blesses Shem. He gives him the blessing of God and, and he tells him that he would be blessed. And, and you know, uh, I, I went to chapter 10, Pastor Ron, and I began to read it. And, you know, I just kept reading. And what I found was really cool, the blessing of God that he received was he was being prophetic because when you look in the lineage of Shem, what you find is in his seed is Abram. In his lineage would come Abram, which of course is the man that God would, would, uh, would, make, would make a covenant with and eventually would, would be the seed that which Jesus would come from. He was being prophetic here and giving him the blessing of God that, his, that in his lineage would come the Messiah. And then of course he goes to Japheth and he tells him that he will dwell in the tents of Seth. In other words, tying him to that lineage. Pretty cool stuff. Now, but let's just go ahead and go back uh, to Ham and his brothers. What you have here are two different parties, um, two different things that happened. You had one who honored their father and they went through great lengths in order to honor their father. And then you had Ham who dishonored his father. One who covered and one who uncovered. One who covered and one who exposed their father, one who respected and the other who disrespected, one who protected and the one who invaded. It all came down to one thing, and the one thing that I pulled from this was honor. Um, I did a word study on the word honor in Hebrew, and the word honor in Hebrew is kabod. And that word kabod means heavy or weighty. And in, in other words, to give weight to someone. To honor means to give weight to someone in our life. It's to give someone real estate in our heart, real estate in our life. To honor someone is to give weight and to grant a position of respect and authority in our life. Honor is given many, many times due to position, status, wealth, experience, but the most important being character. But honor is not necessarily an action. While honor does require action, Honor is an attitude. It's a position of the heart that we take. 
that, we, that, that when we honor someone, we are, it's a position of the heart saying, I am, I, am, I, am, I am going to honor, I'm giving them weight in my life and saying that, hey, you are, uh, that you are a leader, you are a, an authority figure in my life. Honor also obviously accompanies obedience. As we see with Jesus in John 15, when he tells his disciples that you are truly my disciples, you truly show that you love me if you obey. So with that being said, this picture of honor that we see which, with Sham and Japheth was not seen in Ham. And it, it's, it's, it's a picture of what we see in today's culture of the amount of disrespect and honor uh, and dishonor for parents and leaders, teachers, government officials, and what it w- and, and a lot of times they make it hard on themselves to be honest. <laughs> but um, but there is a lack of honor and a lack of respect that we see in our nation and in our culture. One that we see in TV shows, one that we see in movies. You know, uh, it's, it's, it's normal to talk back to parents. It's normal to, to you, know, you know, to dishonor and to tear down other people. It's, it's, it's a part of life in our culture. And I believe it's a direct attack on what God instituted. Um, the devil has been doing this for a long time. And I believe that the devil wants to do everything he can to disqualify leadership in our life. Uh, Pastor Ron does a really good job, as we know. He does such a good job of taking a truth and putting it into a capsule that we can take and we can remember. And one of the things I always remember, probably because you said it so many times, is the things that God has instituted. God instituted, God has instituted family. You know, uh, family is a picture of the family of God. As Pastor Ron, as you always say, that God could have depicted himself as anything and he chose to reveal himself as a father. And also he calls us sons and daughters. He instituted the family. He instituted marriage, a picture, you know, uh, you know, you know, you know uh, a man and a woman, you know, would, would leave their father and mother and they would become one, a picture of, of, of our relationship with Christ that he, uh, him being the bridegroom, us being the bride and him preparing a place for us and then coming back for us and clothing us in white. He instituted the church, the body of Christ, and he also instituted authority. That is something that God has instituted. He has set in place. And the Bible tells us that, that Jesus is the head of the church and that he is the creator and the sustainer of the universe, that, he, that, he, that all things were created through him and for him, that he is the head. And I believe that authority plays an important part in God's plan of redemption. And I also believe that the devil wants to do everything he can to pervert and distort the view of leadership in the eyes of the world. Ham, no doubt, the devil was using Ham. And Ham was there and he was doing a few things. There were a few things that he was doing and he was trying to destroy, he was trying to remove honor. He was dishonoring his father. So there's a few things he did. Number one, uh, he invades his father's privacy. He, he goes into his father's tent, a private place, and he goes in. This is a place where, where a, a, a tent of, of covering, it's, it's a tent, you know, there's, there's grace there. He, he has made a mistake, but what his son does, he, he invades that. 
He goes in and, he, he, and he's looking in and he's aware of information that, that, that shouldn't be shared with anybody else. And yet he looks at his dad and he goes to go tell his, to go tell his brothers. He begins to accuse his father. Then he exposes his father's shame. Him goes in and he exposes his father's shame for other people to see, bringing other people in. He, he's wanting, he, he's, he's exposing, he, he uncovered and opened what uh, 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 a moment of weakness in Noah's life. And then also he undermined his authority. He came in and he stripped his father, who was a man of God, of any honor and authority that had been built up in the eyes of those who were following him. He was trying to strip him and undermine his authority. Ham stepped way out of line, and he completely disrespected and dishonored his father. It's this pattern here we see in what the devil likes to do. He likes to steal, kill, and destroy. He wants to come in, and anything that God institutes, he wants to destroy. And he was using Ham here. But Sham and Japheth honored their father instead. And I love this right here. I love what they did. First, the first thing they did is they refused to participate. They didn't want any part of what Ham was doing. He was like, nah, listen, I'm not, I'm not rolling with this. They said, we are not going to be a part of this. We are not going to be enticed by Ham and his actions. We are not going to be a part of that. They wanted no part of it, and they were not going to entertain it. Instead, they chose to honor their father. They honored him and they did it by covering him. They took a blanket and they covered him up. And I believe that covering is a, uh, um, is a picture of honor. It can be a picture of honor. And thirdly, they protected his authority. They did in the, they did in the eyes of other people, but more importantly, they protected his authority in their own hearts. They went through great lengths. They went through serious lengths to ensure that, that, that they were going to protect his authority. They made sure they, they turned around. They put a blanket on their shoulder. They walked backwards and they kept their eyes ahead. They were doing a lot there to make sure that they were going to honor their dad. And they were going to continue to, to, uh, um, uh, um, to respect the authority that they had in their heart. And I believe that these are, these are important things that, that is a way for us to be a light to the people around us. As we know, the darkness is dark, but, when, but we are called to light it up. And I believe that when we honor people, when we do the things that God has, that God has commanded us to do, it, it is a beacon of light on how to treat uh, those who are in authority and also how to treat each other. So there's a few things here. Um, that we can take away from this. A few things that we can take away from, from this, and, and I'm taking them from, from three different people. So the first being Noah. The first thing that we can take away from Noah is to be sober. You know, all of us here in this room, we're leaders in some way, form, or fashion. And um, it's important for us to be sober, to be aware, realizing that we're only human and that we are susceptible to any type of enticement. We must be aware of our gaps and aware of our weaknesses and realize that, that, that at any time uh, we can be in a moment of weakness. We have to be sober and be aware. It's easy for us to see the gaps in other people's life, but, um, but while we do it, as, Ma or as Jesus said in Matthew 7, we're ignoring the gaps in our own lives. 
It's important for us to be above reproach, to have integrity, to be whole people. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8 says, to be sober-minded, to be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. It's important for us to be sober. Uh, secondly, it's important for us, uh, as we look at Ham, he was enticing his brothers, trying to get them to participate. He, he was trying to get them to do something. He was, he was trying to get them to do what he wanted them to do. It's important for us, number two, to avoid the trap, to avoid the trap of the enemy. The devil is looking for every way, as it said in the verse before, that he's seeking for an opportunity to devour someone. He prowls around and he's setting traps around us in order for us to fall, in order for us to fall in. And sometimes that trap may be to, 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 uh, uh, to, find way, uh, uh, to participate in ways of dishonoring those, you know, whether it be our friends, our parents, our, uh, um, our leaders, whoever it may be. Ham tried to entice his brothers into taking a peek, to look in to see what he saw, to participate in what he was doing. But while we are leaders, we are also human, and we are subject to sin. And it's important for us to avoid it entirely and refuse to participate, to refuse to participate. Another interesting thing I saw in these three brothers, you had, I don't know, I, I tried to figure this out. I couldn't figure out whether Shem or Japheth was the older brother. I couldn't figure that out. But one thing we do know is that Ham was the younger brother, and it made me think of of the different generations, the different generations. You had Ham and Japheth, who first generation and second generation, I'm sure that they honored their father. They were honoring their father, but you had a third generation who had no honor, who had no connection to, what, who, uh, to, to, uh, to who his father was. It, was. it was a gap there for him. And, um, you know, it's one of those things in our life where people in our life, may not see honor the same way. They may not see leadership the same way. And when we, when we, when we honor, when we chose, whenever we uh, choose to honor and we choose to respect and we do it in a way, I believe that it, the people around us, they see it and they know how to honor. They know how, because there is a blessing in honoring. As we see God is, uh, as we see Shem, Noah blesses Shem because he honors his father. There is a blessing in it. There is a covering in it. And as we choose to honor, it shows the people around us who may not see the same thing, who may not know to honor, may not know how to, how to put others in front of themselves and, know, and, and not be focused on themselves. Ephesians 5.11 says, take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them. Avoid the trap. And then thirdly, choose to honor. Choose to honor. Shem and Japheth chose to honor their father. They chose to honor him. It's so important for us to honor not just the leaders, but also the relationships in our life. Shem and Japheth honored their father by covering up his shame. And, you know, you know I, I work with teenagers all the time, so you, you guys know how teenagers are. 
And, uh, you know, over and over and over, the one thing that, you know, that we, that we teach our students is, you know, when you hear something, don't share it again. Don't share it. Don't tell other people about it. You know, and it's just so much drama happens in high school all because of just continually sharing, continually sharing what other people are doing. And, but in, in the process of what they're doing is dishonoring. And that is our culture. That is what is done in our culture. It's just repeated. All it is, is just sharing other people's business and sharing their shame and exposing them. But Sham and Japheth did the opposite. They honored. They honored their father. And we as well should honor our leaders and and not and not only outwardly but also inwardly. I love the picture of of the uh, of the lengths that they went to make sure that they were honoring their dad. It just to me it's a picture of the great lengths that we should take in protecting our hearts, protecting our hearts from allowing division to get in our hearts, allowing discontent to get in our hearts, allowing things that separate us. And, 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 and disconnect us from the things that are important to God. And honor is one of those things. You know, God expects us to honor him. And it's not just God, the, um, uh, the Bible tells us that he doesn't look at the outward appearance, he looks at the heart. And um, it's so important for us to guard our hearts and protect our hearts and realize that it's, that it's in our hearts, that as we honor each other and as we honor those who are around us, our leaders, um, you know, uh, uh, leaders in general, as we honor them in our hearts, it obviously shows, but it's the people around us who need to see that picture of honor, to know what that looks like. You know, I, when, I, when, I, when I came to this church, one of, the, one, of the first, one of the first things that I saw in this church was a picture of honor. You know, knowing how to honor your, you know, our pastor and knowing how to, 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 to uh, being sure to make sure that we are not focusing on ourselves, but realizing that the man of God uh, 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 honoring him, bringing honor to him, and covering him when necessary. Whenever I was, uh, you know, I grew up in a church. I grew up in a mega church, and um, and uh, that's where I got saved. And you know, I was involved in youth ministry there. And um, one thing that um, that I that I didn't see was honor. You know, um, it was it was you know the the senior pastor. It was almost more of a a forced honor. And it was, it was something that, that, you know, the pastor expected this. But one thing I see with our senior pastor is that he honors us. He honors us and it's easy for us to honor him. But there, the biggest thing of honor, I believe it begins in our hearts. And I'm so thankful that that's something that, 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 is, that is seen in our church and also seen in our life. But it's people around us that that really need to see it more importantly. And so um, as I leave us with these things, number one, be sober. Number two, avoid the trap. And number three, choose to honor. Choose to honor the leaders in our life. Choose to put them first. Choose to make sure that we are honoring them and respecting them, giving them the respect and honor that they deserve.